Okay, quiet on the set, everybody. Stand by. Roll camera. Speed. Roll sound. Speed. Market. And cue talent. Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Art Aldridge, and this week in production, it's another tale from the trail. No, that's no good. In the vein of Spain, another horror story from our friend Lulita. This week in production is produced by Art Aldrich. The thoughts and opinions expressed here are undoubtedly his own. You can reach Art at thisweekinproduction@gmail.com. at gmail.com. This is Don McGee. To book me for voiceovers, please call 908-451-6760. Thanks. <laughs> what an intro. Hello, Lou. Welcome to This Week in Production. Thanks, Art. Good to be back on here, and I'm excited to tell my tales of misery and production hell. This this is probably going to be a good story because we we didn't even wait to get together in person to record this. You were you were hot blooded and ready to vent. <laughs> I have I have to purge. It's my only survival instinct. Well, in- that. In- Tequila, wine, and tonight a delicious Snake River ribeye. Snake River Farms ribeye. I highly recommend them if uh, you're a carnivore type. Glad that uh, you enjoyed that meal. I am going to commiserate with you with a glass of El Tesoro Añejo. To you, Lou. Cheers. To you. I'm having a little uh, uh, Malbec. And uh, finishing off my, uh, washing down my delicious dinner. Set the scene for us, Lou. Tell us. All right. So a uh, longtime friend of mine, client, um, who shall remain unnamed, but those who know me will know him, um, had asked me my availability about uh, two weeks ago. And he knows I'm very difficult to book because I've been traveling and always fairly busy, as you know, and it's usually with you. But he had a big shoot that only he felt I could handle for him and it was going to be me and him. It was for a, um, uh, a very uh, wealthy retired investor, very well-known investor. Again, I'll leave his name out of, out of it, but you know, he's retired now and he just received a, uh, an award uh, for being a caddy. So he was going to be named uh, or honored uh, at this big award ceremony, but he cannot attend. And I'll get to the reason why he can't attend in a minute, but, So I was, uh, you know, my friend had asked me if I could go and shoot him doing his, you know, his acceptance speech. And the two of us were going to do this together. And we knew it was going to be a little tense and he wasn't really going to want to do it. And we had to go into Boston and go to his um, his condo and uh, be very, you know, streamlined and, uh, you know, small footprint, we'll say. So I said, all right, that's fine. Whatever. I'll just, you know, we'll go in, we'll do it together and be done with it. Well, apparently he forgot that he was going to be away in Florida um, that day. So he's like, hey, can you get a quote guy and have him help you do the shoot? You know what to do. You know, just go in there. Wait, 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 wait. I'm I'm sorry. Let me just back to who's going to be in Florida. My client who is hiring me to shoot with him. Okay. So yes. your client, your assistant, your number two on the shoot forgets that he's going to be in Florida. And then- well, he's the number one. He's the client that's hiring me. 
Right, and, but but he's helping you shoot. He would be helping me shoot. He'd be, you know, sort of directing the client. I mean, directing the talent. Right. Dealing with all the stuff that I don't want to have to deal with because I'm going to be setting up gear, lighting, audio, shooting, and maybe even a teleprompter. So, you okay. know, he was. So he, he he's supposed to be there to produce. You're yes. there to run the tech. And then. Correct. And at what stage does he tell you that, oh, I'm not going to be there because uh, I'm in Florida? Probably, uh, probably about a week out. Oh, a week I, out. I, okay. So yeah, it, wasn't the ne- it wasn't the day of. Okay. So I knew I had to find someone. And, and I have my usual cast of characters that I can hire to help me. Some weren't available by chance. Go ahead. Question. Question from the yeah. audience. Yeah. Yes. Go ahead. So were you hiring someone to produce or were you hiring no, I, was, I decided um based on the budget um that i would basically be shooting and directing producing if you will and again i it was some questions that had to be asked and direct to camera no no rehearse script no teleprompter he'll know what to do but take you 10 minutes he'll just say a few words maybe have him do it a couple times get out of there okay so, so so you're going to sort of shoot it but also direct it produce it and yeah, you're bringing yeah. now a second bring, to help you yeah. with the tech i need, a PA. I need basically okay. someone to just help me lug equipment and just get me in the building set up some lights just you know plug some things in and get out of my way make and you make you time, make you make you an espresso and then get out of your way Exactly. Now, right. I, our good uh, friend and contributor to the show, Christian Schlicht, uh, was possibly available, uh, but then he wasn't available. So I, it would have been, I didn't really need his skill level, but he would have been great to have there. Um, but that didn't work out. And there were a couple other people that weren't available. By happenstance, I had received uh, an email from a young recent graduate who was looking for his opportunity, you know, to learn some things in this business. And I do need somebody. And he was fairly local. So I said, all right, you know, I gave, gave him a quick interview. I said, how do you feel about just help me? And I'm, I'm not going to really be able to spend a lot of time, but it'll be your sort of indoctrination to my, my misery, if you will. So, no, you, ben, he was so, so you're bringing the green firewood to the, to the fire. Green fire as green as they come. As uh-huh. green as they come. But again, my mindset was just somebody to just open a door to lug a case. Yeah, un- I get it. You know, un- some cables. Yeah, just help so, you out. Yep. So I, you know, I, I sort of set the stage. So flash forward to this past Monday, two days ago. And, um, you know, we had a, the, I was told to be there at 11 o'clock. Well, you know, Monday mornings heading to Boston, there's always unknowns and whatnot. So I'm like, you know, parking. I was already told parking will be difficult. You may have to park at the Four Seasons Hotel, which is a few blocks away. This this is in the city of Boston. In the city of Boston, right okay. outside of um, Boston Common. So right in the, the middle of the city. Uh, beautiful area. And, uh, and I kind of had a vision of what it was going to be like. You know, on an off chance there was an open parking spot, we could maybe go there and theoretically pay for two hours of parking. I brought a cart. I and I Sunday night I prepped all the gear. I had the camera set up. I had the lens. I had the format. What what I is had, the what is the equipment package for this? Oh, so the equipment package for this was my Panasonic Eva One. Um, I set it up to shoot 4K, even though it didn't really need to be. But I knew 
I was going to have to edit this and I knew there was going to be some takes. So I'd have the pixels to punch in and punch out um, a wireless lav. I had some um, some GBM soft boxes. Uh, really only needed one, but they're all in a case. So I figured I'd bring the case in if I had time to light it. I mean, I still have pride in what I do. Even when someone says just bang it out, I can't. It's just not in my nature to bang it out. So tripod, Eva One, Canon Lens. Let me just in case by some awful chance that the Eva died, I brought my smaller uh, Lumix S5-2X. Um, I brought a boom mic. And I brought a second wireless. Just, you know, I don't know what frequencies they're going to be doing. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I had my lights and I had, um, you know, I brought some sound blankets. I didn't, because I figured that maybe it's a hollow environment. And all this, so fits, I, all this fits on your cart? All this fits on my cart. Yep. So, um, so we get into the city and I, again, just meeting this production assistant i i told them you know as much as i could in 45 minutes because it, it was that little quick well, what's what's the his first name oh his first name is um um andrew andrew okay so yes. andrew's so meeting and you at the location no he he met me at my at my place okay i said come here we'll go in together we'll get to know each other i'll fill you in a little bit okay um, was he on time he was completely on time he checked in asked me what he should wear he confirmed everything okay Already. so you're getting He's, a good feeling yeah and like and i told him i said look i understand you're young you're you're green all i need right now is just a body to lug things so we head in and i warn him i said look shooting in the city is never my favorite thing parking getting in and out of a building you know we've talked about this before and you know in new york you have to deal with freight elevators and you know, parking, you know, and lots and accessing your gear and explaining things while you're there and how, you know, maybe you need a, a liability uh, certificate to even park. So, you know, I, I sort of explained, you know, he's again, eager, wants to be in the business and, you know, I don't want to rain in his parade, but I am also a realist and I like to show people, you know, this isn't just about having some cameras and lights and microphones. Like this is, this is what I deal with. And this is what I've been dealing with for years. So I said, these are the things we might face today. There might be a jackhammer outside. There might be sirens. There might be construction, leaf blowers. You know, they may not remember why we're coming or they may not even be there. We don't know. And I do not have a contact. I asked and they're like, they'll be ready for you. Just be there. I'm like, all right. Oh, wait. So, so you don't even have a way to contact this person. No. You nope, just have I the address. The, I have the address. Wow. So I suspected it would be a very high end um residential building most likely not able to load through the front entrance probably a doorman so we got into boston and right at the corner right outside of his apartment were three guys jackhammering i'm like proven correct <laughs> so i go knock on the door immediately a doorman comes out little a little fellow who looks like a doorman and i Dude, said this, 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 but this is an apartment building Yes. Yeah. Like a it's a beautiful rise. old, if you've been to Boston, it's a beautiful old, old, like brownstone type building, maybe, I don't know, 10 floors, eight floors. Okay. So uh, I was told it was on the fourth floor. So I go in there and, and he said, oh yes, he's expecting you. I said, all right. And then, then he wanted to know why we were there and like, what's this for? And I, and like, I, I said, all right, I, I got to get in there and get set up. I can't really get too into this. So, oh, is this going to be on TV? I'm like, no, it's for an event. Oh, well, like, what's the award? I'm like, 
I can, I can, I just, can we get in the building and maybe I can talk to you? And so he's like, Oh, you got to go through an alleyway. I'll meet you in the alleyway. So now I wasn't sure. Can I drive into the alleyway or do I have to take the cart? Well, I couldn't risk wasting more time. And we are there early. We're there about 10 20. Yeah. And I was told to be there at 11. So I'm like, All right, we still got plenty of time. So we get everything loaded on the cart. And then I realized that there's construction going on just outside the building. Now we can't quite navigate the cart around the sidewalk. So now we got to sort of lift it and move it down on the street and back up on the sidewalk. And already I'm just, this is just the kind of thing I hate dealing with in the city. And, but this is what you deal with. So we go down the alleyway, we get in and the door was open, the garage and the guy was waiting for us. So again, what I usually do is I, I try to look at the elevator to see if can we get the cart in the elevator. No, there was no way that was going to happen. So now I knew we had at least two trips. And then you're in a, in a building where there are multiple people. And now you got to wait for the elevator, knowing we're going to have to tie it up for a little while to load it up, un- get upstairs, unload it. So we got it all in there. Beautiful, spacious condo, but no sign of the gentleman that we need to interview. Um, and I'm like, so now we've got everything loaded in and I'm not sure where to set up. I mean, I can't just take over the place. So, so the doorman takes you up to the apartment. Right, yeah, the, the elevator went right to the apartment. Right to the, like his, his elevator stop is his apartment. Yes. Very much like my own condo. But, right. But not exactly. Okay. So he takes <laughs> you apartment. in there and, and the guy is not even in there. And there's no sign of him. Yeah. But then I look over and I see, you know, there's a mass, it's a massive apartment but then i see stairs i'm like oh he must be upstairs and now the the uh the uh doorman is now let me make a phone call and then i heard some grumbling upstairs and uh, and i like it didn't sound like good like positive grumbling not that there is positive grumbling like but like I, grumbling like what the f yeah or, or like well like when why why are they here now or like what's this for and like just, it didn't seem like we were welcome there, or it didn't seem like we were going to be in for a good experience. Okay. So that was my my first sign, like we could have some trouble. And no, all no, I know no, is, no finger sandwiches and and tea was offered to no, you. No, you would think it was that kind of place yeah. that it might be. And I was sort of looking forward to this guy is a pretty well known guy and kind of a legend in the investment world, and has you know he's retired at a very young age and has made millions and millions and millions of dollars and. You know, and he's a success story, you know, very bright gentleman and well-known in that world. So I'm like, I don't dare set anything up, finding out then maybe we have to go up the stairs or somewhere else. So I just, but I knew I probably needed about minimum 15 minutes just to get what I needed set up. So I start scouting around and, you know, there's a lot of antique furniture and ornate artwork and glass vases and pictures and like everything was very cloistered and tucked and I'm like I don't really see a good opportunity to spread out here. Are so, you concerned about your insurance deductible at this point? I'm a, I'm now starting to just I'm looking at the time going all right we still got plenty of time. So then this gentleman comes down and and like there he was very gracious, you know, introduced himself, but you know, we shook hands and he's like all right so wait, wait, we're going to get this going and because like, I got to get going uh you know, I've got a physical therapy appointment in 15 minutes. Immediate panic inside. I don't know if I showed it on the outside, <laughs> possibly with the sweat pouring off my brow. But I'm like, um, 
and then it became one thing after another. Well, what's this for? I'm like, well, the questions were saying, yeah, but like, I, is this for like a the hall of fame or is it like, when is this? I, it, and there was immediate confusion. I was warned. He's a little eccentric and could be a little quirky. How, um, how old and gentlemen are we talking about? Uh, the late seventies, okay. 79, 78, somewhere in there. But it's just like, all right, so what do I do? And then he looked down and he saw, you know, my sound blankets, my camera, my stands, my light kit. And he just looked, kind of looked annoyed and like, what's with all this equipment like tv stations come in here and they just shoot me with an iphone i'm like um well this is what they asked me to do and he's like well i hope you can do this quickly because I, I i've got a i've got some you know some pain here i've bad ankle and a bad back and i need to go have physical therapy I, i'm like I, I said, I'll do the best I can. I said, he's like, well, where do you want to shoot this? I said, well, maybe over here. No, I can't sit in that chair. It's bad for my back. I'm like, you tell me where you're comfortable. So he decided at the corner of a sofa, which actually was pretty good, but there's now a coffee table. There's, there's a, you know, furniture everywhere. So I would have been able to just get my camera, forget about a light, forget about a backlight. I, I'm like, and now I'm like, should I just do this on an iPhone? I'm like, I can't do that. I can't do it. I'm just, I'm going to forge on. So in the meantime, I just, you know, whispered to the kid, you know, Andrew, Andrew. just, I just need you to, you know, start setting up some lights. And again, mind you, he's never seen my gear other than unloading it from the car. So he, you know, I see him starting to set up the stands, but he's got, it kind of has them inverted. So the, like the legs are going up instead of out and he's like <laughs> hoisting the light stand up before he puts the light on. And he's like trying to reach up to put, I'm like, you know, I'm trying not to embarrass him or myself. And, and then, you know, the gentleman is like, so like, what am I saying? I, I'm like, I, I printed out the questions. Then he was asking me more questions. I had to make a phone call. I handed him my phone. I just said, speak to this gentleman. He'll be able to, so wait, this is you... my, you, my you, client. You put him on the phone with the client. My client, who's now in Florida, you know, and playing and playing, was, playing golf, probably. Uh, I think he was at the beach yeah. that, that morning, you know. And he's down. Look, you know, Lou, you know what to do. Just get in there quick. Get him in and out. I'm like, all right, you can say that all you want. We we have to set up the, you know. And he's not sure what he's saying. I cannot tell him what to say. I can coach him, but I don't know what he's going to say. You know, I can't put words in his mouth. He's he's supposed to be giving an acceptance speech. So I got the camera set up. I'm framing it up. You know, there's shades. So there's not a lot of harsh sun coming in. I get one light set on my, I'm just going to go one light with a softbox. I go to grab my wireless. I find the wireless pack. I find the microphone, but I cannot find the XLR to mini to connect uh. the wireless to the, to the uh, camera. And I'm like, I know I packed two of these. I am now tearing through everything, nowhere to be found. I'm like, I got to cut my losses. I'm like, I've got the boom and I've got an XLR. So now I'm setting up a C stand and a boom pole and a boom mic. And he's looking at me like, are we going to get this going pretty quick? Cause how, I how much, how much time has elapsed since I, you've arrived? It, it, everything's a blur. I couldn't tell you. I don't even know what happens all i know is these are the things that i remember i, I mean all this may have happened in a span of seven minutes so i get everything i get the mic approximately where he's gonna sit i go to frame the shot I'm like all right we gotta get that light on i've got an extension and i go to plug the light in doesn't work and i'm like 
So then I go another outlet. That doesn't work. And they're all on the same wall. I'm like, is there a switch or something? He's like, I, you know, he doesn't know. The, the owner of this house does not know. And so he, uh, I'm like telling Andrew, I'm like, just, you, you got to, we got to, and then he's kind of like, I'm like, find an outlet, just find an outlet. So he's now, I'm panicking. I'm running around with an extension. <laughs> he's following me so I don't knock things over because the cable's now draping, you know, going all over the ground. So we found an outlet. It's all right. It works. Turn on the light. Set the white balance, the the intensity. All right. I just I just hit record and just like, all right, let's uh, let's try this. And he's like, all right, so what? where am I looking? I'm like, right here. So he just starts. He says something for like 10 seconds. And I'm like, is that it? He's like, I don't, I don't know. I said, you want to do it again? He's like, no. I'm like, and then he's like, well, what else am I supposed to say? I'm like, I, I, it's, on, it's on the sheet. I don't know. So then he started rambling. Then he did it a couple more times. And then now you're getting that sun coming and going. So now the ambient of the room is starting to glow and not and <laughs> grow. And I'm like, what? The? I, I, it's like, I'm like, am I recording? Do I hear audio? So now I'm hearing some interference in the audio. like. Like the boom now hardwired is acting like an antenna and I can hear a little RF coming through that. And I'm like, is this going to be a problem? <laughs> you know, it, he kind of blocked it out, but I, I'm just like, I, I, I'm like in full panic mode, but trying to be calm. He gets through it, probably spoke for about four or five minutes, said something. I have no idea what he said. Cause I just, I couldn't focus on what he said. And then and then I was supposed to get a couple publicity still pictures of him. So I'm hold, I now shoot these on the iPhone. I show them to him and he doesn't like them. So I shot a few more and he doesn't like those. And then I shot a few more and I guess that's fine. He grabbed his statue, his, his award, and he walked out of the room. But again, if my client had been there, who was way more knowledgeable about all of this, he could have been handling all of this while I was in my own little panic mode, yes. you know? And I, I'm sure without the panic that I was dealing with, it would have been much smoother, as we all know. All I'm thinking of is there's going to be a huge award ceremony at some, you know, ballroom in Boston. And this is going to be projected on a giant screen. And I, that's all I'm thinking about is who shot this? Who produced this? So that was kind of the driving force. Like no matter the amount of terror I was in, I just... I wanted it to look good and right, sound good. Right. So we we finished it, and then he walked out of the room to go get his physical therapy. I congratulated him. I thanked him. I apologized for the chaos. We got out of there. I and I will tell you. I mean, I'm not saying I don't get rattled, but I was rattled like I haven't been in some time. Like to the point, it it took me the rest of the day, maybe even a little tequila that night to completely and come down from this because I'm always ready for the unexpected, but this was, this was beyond, and I know it's just a video shoot, but you know, things get escalated and like you're in the middle of it and there's no getting out of it. Like you can't just go, I give up. I gotta, I can't do this. I gotta go. So, and, and I did have to edit it and I gotta say it actually came out pretty well, but it looked good. It was in focus. I mean, for one light and a lot of outdoor light coming in, it, it, you know, it was fine and I'm sure it'll be, be fine, but it was, again, I, it's not life or death, but it, as far as production hell, it was up there. Okay. So let me ask a few questions. Yes. Go. <laughs> okay. It, it helps me 
recover by talking about uh, it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I do. I do think these are, you know, stories that people need to hear, but well, again, it's like, just before you ask, I it, like, these are things that, you know, I'm happy to impart any knowledge that I have to students or anyone wanting to be, I mean, far be it for me to tell someone to get out now while they can, but we cannot just pretend this business is about, you know, cameras and cool gadgets and, beautiful video and cool movie making. I mean, this is like, you know, one job, you know, it's not every job, but they, every job has its challenges. And this is one of them. It's unglamorous. In many, many ways and many jobs. Yes. And, you know, again, I don't want to make a bigger deal about it, but this is real. This is real life, real production life. I know you said it was a blur. An hour goes elapsed. Two hours elapsed. Oh, from the time we pulled up to yes. the time we left, 90 minutes. 90 minutes. Yep. Okay. Yep, because I, I, I paid for two hours of parking, and I still had a half hour left. Okay. So all of that happened in a 90-minute span. So as you're – you probably weren't paying much attention, but um, did you ever get a look? I mean, the kid sounded a little bit like he was – you know, uncomfortable with equipment. Like, did you get a look? Was he panicked? I, I honestly don't know. I just, you know, I was just trying to keep an eye on him that he wasn't going to knock anything over. You know, I, he just didn't, he didn't know how to like set up a C stand. He didn't know how the legs came undone. But what are they after, teaching these kids? Well, exactly. And and I have a follow-up to that. We'll get to in a second, you know, just to sort of wrap up this poor guy, Andrew's, indoctrination into my world but you know he did say well like it, this wasn't totally foreign i mean everything kind of looked familiar you know like stands and tripods and lights but again he went to a, a college where he said he shot video he shot with cameras and lights and has worked on a couple small films but again it's asking a lot to i mean everybody everybody's gear is a little different and i remember you know, when I was just starting, people asking me for a stinger or, you know, uh, terms I didn't know. Get me a tweeny and inky. Uh, I'm like, what? I don't know what you're talking about. But just, you know, and again, you almost have to suffer that a little bit. You do. It's a rite of passage. It's a rite of passage. And, and I'm happy. And I apologize. I said this. I wish this could have been a little gentler, you know, get to know each other production, a little more low key. But. He, but he seemed to be, no, I get it. I understand. Thanks. So in the car on the ride home, did you debrief? Did you? Yeah. I, again, I, I'm trying not to be negative Nelly. You know, it's, uh, but I just said, look, it, you know, this is pretty much a lot of what I predicted could happen and did happen. You know, in some way, I feel like I self-fulfilled it in the happening, you know, by saying it. But, you know, none of this really surprised me. I'm always a little, I'm always a little shocked when you show up somewhere and like, they don't really give you time and they don't really know what we're doing. Like that is like, where, where's the, where's the fail point? You know, was it my client? Was it his client? Was it the assistant to the gentleman we're interviewing or do they just go, Hey, they're just going to come in here with an iPhone. It's like, it's like no big deal. I, again, if it isn't presented, you know, then there's usually disappointment. So I guess there's an argument to stay calm and be aware. And, and mind you, I was prepped for this. Yeah. I, I prepped all the gear. I had everything I needed and some backup. 
that being said, these things threw me off and I was off my game a bit. So did um, Andrew have anything to to say on the way home? No, he was oddly calm. And, uh, you know, I'm just wondering what his thoughts were. Did he just think, my God, what is with this guy? I mean, this, we this, should get this, him this on the phone. We could. I mean, we could try that. I don't know if I know. I don't know if I want to start off my work <laughs> relationship with him. Okay, we'll we'll table that idea. But, you know, let, let me let me maybe maybe get a few more jobs under his belt, and then All maybe right. do. So, what was your first impression? You yeah, know, working yeah, yeah. with me. All then, right. You know, subsequently thereafter. You know. So so Andrew if, Andrew on the way home was was calm. He didn't seem upset or rattled. He didn't nope. he didn't pepper you with questions. Well, he kind of was like, well, you kind of you kind of said a lot of this was going to happen, and. I, again, I, I I wish I could remember more details, but I I was pretty riled up. Like I can't believe I can't believe this what happened. Yet I can, um, and I also also wonder, you know, could have it been handled better? What could have I done better? Um, I I don't know. There was a moment where I thought I may have to just shoot this with a camera mic, or maybe I just do it with an iPhone. Maybe I don't turn a light on. I just, I'm trying to think how could I kept me calmer and the gentleman we were interviewing calmer. This reminds me a little bit of our last location job. Mm -hmm. You talk about scheduling and people being prepared and aware and all this stuff. So we've got significant resources. Oh yeah. At this venue, you know, in Terratron, two cameras, Lighting, like a whole crew, lots of money being spent. Oh, yeah, and, of course. And, and one, the producer, the internal producer, and the handler for the golf pro had a mis miscommunication about how much time was allotted to them in the morning. The, the uh, producer was expecting 90 minutes. The, um, the media, the player handler was expecting 15. Yeah, that's a big uh, disparity. The 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 white, the color white on the producer's face when he heard 15 minutes. It was it was like, you know, ultra white. It all the blood left his face. It became a white balance card. Just to say it happens at all levels and at all dollar spends and it's just a question of how you, you know, choose to deal with it exactly i mean i could choose to be you know annoyed irritated angry or i could look at it as hey this is a good story to tell on a podcast i mean in the end that's try to how i try to look at most things it's like it didn't kill me i didn't fall off a building and die that day um you know nobody got hurt but you know i guess there's the pride there's the ego there's just this you know you try i mean i know you do everything you can to you know, prepare for every situation. You play it out in your head. You, you know it needs to be done, and not everybody else kept up their end of the bargain. Look, things happen. We know that, but it just seems like this. If this was a bad time for us to do this, imagine if I had showed up at eleven when I was told eleven o'clock. Yeah. I mean, I allowed an extra, you know, forty minutes. So that right there saved the job because if I had gotten there at eleven or even quarter of eleven. He would have been gone. Did you feel compelled at all to sort of explain to Andrew that these are things that are out of like almost like 
because sometimes I get that, like when I'm working with, you know, new people, new, you know, daily hires or whatever, like I find myself explaining why this is not my problem, but I'm trying to deal with it. Yeah, I we talked about, I said, this is how this should have gone. In retrospect, we should have gotten there in 45 minutes earlier than we did. Known exactly where we could shoot, set everything up, had it all lit, tested, audio, and then he came in. And then now all we're doing is tweaking the lights a little bit. And now we can focus on delivery. So 45 minutes would have made a world of difference. Just a little communication, you know, tell us where we can shoot. But even then, I... I don't know if that would have worked because maybe we would have set it up in one way and then he would have said, no, I can't sit in that chair. And now all of a sudden we're scrambling to move three lights, you know, because I mean, I, again, it's a nice place. This guy is a well-known guy and, you know, he just won this nice award and it's like, you want to make it look good. Um, I, so I told him that's how we would have done it, you know, but we didn't get to. And luckily right. having done this for many years, I, I was able to get through it, but it's amazing with all these pieces and parts and, you know, the, un that I think not finding that one cable rattled me because I knew it was there and there were two of them yeah. and it was there. I just put it down in a place that I couldn't find it. <laughs> and I'm like still looking for it at the end. And it was right next to the camera. Talk about things that can get people rattled and I'm not throwing anybody under the bus here, but, um, one of one of our uh, other audio people in on the golf jobs was helping me on said um, golf interview last job, and we had plenty of prep time, and we were dialed in waiting, and then it was about you know a minute before the talent was going to walk onto the set, and I said to the uh, the audio that not not George. I'm not yep. throwing George under, but uh, yeah. the A2, I said, um, do you have the slate ready? Knowing that the slate was not ready because I hadn't seen it yeah. out. And that said. you just forgot about it? or Again, it's audio department has to prep the slate, has to jam right. it, all that stuff. I I sort of, I mentioned that it had to be done and I wasn't really paying attention, but then I knew that it wasn't done. Like they forgot about it. They too forgot about it. And yep. I said, I said, we need to slate. And that set off cosmic levels of panic <laughs> to the point where he's handing me time code cables coming from my own camera. I'm like, no, the time code has to come from your right. bag. But, but this is what happens. I mean, this is classic, you know, panic when, you know, so imagine in a life and death situation, the chaos that in, ensues there, yeah. you know, like all logic goes out the window. Yes. Like you don't, you don't know how every human mind reacts to some people can get remarkably calm in those you know, and I think you're one of those people that tends to stay very calm in the moment of panic. I mean, I don't know what's going on inside of you, but you know, you were very good at like. I wear right, well, I wear depends. <laughs> a new sponsor. 
<laughs> this you week know, in production I, is brought to you by Depends. When your life depends on it, depend on Depends. <laughs> so, but my my friend, you know, who hired me to do this is he typically flies off the handle. He usually goes into full panic mode. He goes into we should have, why didn't we? We could have, why, you know, what does this mean? Like he goes into like, all right, I cannot deal with what didn't happen. All I can deal with is what can we do right this second? Well, and, you know, he and I have done a lot together where we've had these kind of situations. So, I mean, you do, you debrief later and go, all right, where did this go wrong? But in that moment, there's no point in talking about we should have because right. it's too late. Now, is he the type of guy that will ask you after the fact, why didn't you do this? Like, like he should have been there. He should have had these things prepped. Like, does he give you any you know, 21 questions about why it didn't go. Yeah. He'll ask, well, what do you mean? You know, and I was trying to fill him in like right out of the gate. I texted him and I just said, just so you know, he doesn't know what's going on. What do you mean? The pay, he had the paper. Like, where's the assistant? I, I don't see an assistant. I saw a doorman. All right. Well, I don't know. I, I'm like, all right. He's asking me questions. I'm trying to set up. We have 10 minutes, you know, I'm trying to do this under my you know breath and I'm going to have to just hand this phone over to, right now and you're gonna to have to talk to him and so i did and he knew more than i did but even he didn't know everything okay. he was you know i was too many layers away from who really did know right so you know again if you don't work in this business you don't think about these things and you can you know tell people you should do this and this but it tends to sound like you're a warrior or you're not a warrior but a warrior and, you know, people like, yeah, you'll figure it out. You know what? This is easy. Just ask them a couple of questions. I'm going to say a few things. And it happens more often than, oh, look at all this equipment. Oh, wow. This is a big deal. Wow. This is big time. Like nine times, nine times out of 10, when someone says, oh, you'll figure it out. You it's know, gonna, it's going to be a bumpy road. Right. I mean, we do all we can to prevent these things, but there's always things you cannot account for. It's the it's the human X factor, you know, and and I, it doesn't really surprise me because I, this is exactly what I was telling Andrew pretty much the whole ride in. You know, this is why you leave early. This is why you, you know, you, you prep your gear the night before you play it out in your head. How's this going to go? If there's a problem, you know, we have audio issues. Do I have a backup? You know, if the camera dies for some reason, do I have a second camera? Um, you know, if there's blaring sun coming in, do I have something to block the sun? It, it, you know, it's just, again, having done this for years and years and years, you, you you like to think you've seen it all. There's always something you haven't seen, but it's just, it's not like I've never dealt with this before, but this particular instance really rattled me. Maybe because it was a Monday morning, maybe it was because of the guy who hired me and he bailed again, you know, things happen. He forgot he was booked to be in Florida. Um, you know, he didn't tell me the day before. So I knew um, even having like a seat, maybe having like a Christian there, it would have taken the worry out of like setting up the equipment and he would have been a second set of eyes. Of, you know, a, a, you know, he's kind of a veteran now he's been around enough that I wouldn't have to worry about certain things, you know, but, suddenly now putting this poor guy andrew in this position you know again for what he had to do he did a great job you know 
We'll have but, him. We'll have him tell his side of the story at some point. Yeah, it'll be curious because he may see it in a whole different light. Absolutely, I'm sure he will. I felt like I was drenched in sweat, and I was in full on panic mode, and I just, I just like, please, just let this happen. Let me just get something on, on on the cards, and we can make something. I've been there. We've all been there at one point or another. You try yep. to try to avoid those as a regular occurrence, but yeah, you know, sometimes look, I was even going to say something like, you know, on the lower levels of, of budgets, these things happen, but they happen at the higher levels of budget too. It really, oh, it's really just a question of is because sometimes you work with produce. Like I work with a producer friend of mine uh, who is so buttoned up so buttoned up that when I do a job with him they go very smoothly because he's pre he's prepared for everything non-technical every scenario every right. every step is rehearsed laid out on the floor measured you know the door like he's got it down and then I come in and I do my bit and when you have that it's it's a thing of beauty and a lot of that, like you don't even know what what he did. Yeah. To, but all you know is it went smoothly. And sometimes, right? But but, but 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 I, you know, you know, you know that when you do a job with him, it's going to go that way. And you know that certain times when you do a job with a certain producer, you know it's not going to go that way because that producer is not that type. Too many right. things are left to chance. Exactly. Well, Lou, I appreciate you coming on and sharing your story. I think everyone can take away a little bit, whether it's a chuckle or some tears or a little sympathy for you. Yep. I, uh, I will raise my glass, which is almost empty. I know. Well, I have one little tiny sip left there. All right. Lou, Barely wet my whistle. To, Thanks for letting me purge. To purging and to a uh, better tomorrow. So that's a wrap on this week in production. I'm Art Aldridge. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.